This is Paul McGuire, and uh, we are in uh, a hotel room looking down Times Square near where the ball drops uh, each year, doing a video documentary for a prophecy of the future of America, and uh, doing research while I'm here uh, intensively, uh, going down to the financial district, Wall Street, and things like that. I want to talk to you about what um, I have been uh, experiencing doing uh, research here and talking to uh, the people in New York City, from, from, from New York City. And I spent some time just simply talking to, to uh, shop owners to, to, get, to get a, an idea from, you know, the, the man on the street, if you will. And, um, Many of these guys just began talking to me because it was pouring rain. I had to buy an umbrella, and uh, this guy just began talking to me. I didn't even ask him questions, and you get a real feel for what's going on. Um, people are very apprehensive about what's happening in our nation right now, um, economically especially, and the, the forces that are uh, causing the economy to be... Um, well, in a downward trend with the potential of a very serious downward trend. And that is something that we need to address. As I was doing research for the book, um, I go into the uh, Federal Reserve and uh, the history of the Federal Reserve. And then I also go into uh, the religious and spiritual movements behind the individuals uh, that composed the Federal Reserve, especially at its beginning. And you, you see a very interesting um, theological portfolio, if you will. And that is that um, many of these men were... Uh, at the founding of the Federal Reserve and going back to the central banks that our founding fathers were very concerned about were members of the Illuminati. That's not some conspiracy theory talk. That's a matter of historical record. The Illuminati was uh, established in 1776, the same year that our nation was born. And again, um, this is documented material, and it's not documented from ob obscure sources. It's documented from... Um, statements made by Thomas Jefferson and uh, uh, George Washington and Jonathan Edwards, uh, the found, not the founder, but the father of the first uh, Great Awakening. And these men were uh, educated men and they were warned of the dangers of the Illuminati. Some were members of the Illuminati at the founding of our nation. See, a lot of people don't understand uh, things that they should understand. And when you're not educated, and I don't mean this to, to sound uh, uh, arrogant, but when you're not educated and you haven't done your homework, you, knowledge is power. So when you don't have knowledge and you don't, when you're not educated uh, historically, you, um, you're vulnerable to propaganda and brainwashing and indoctrination. And sadly to say, most Americans are, are uh, brainwashed. We watched the Hunger Games, the second movie, uh, the other night. And it was a very interesting movie because 
the people in the Hunger Games were, were brainwashed. Um, but it began to change as, as the movie uh, moved forward. And it's very sad that so many people that should know the truth, you know, Jesus Christ said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He wasn't just talking about spiritual truth. Of course, um, he first and foremost was talking about himself, that's bad English, but himself as the truth. Because he said, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So, so truth in its, its total sense, in its multidimensional sense, is um, personal. Because there's a personal living God of the universe. So, so truth is not just some uh, philosophical concept. Truth uh, converges in a deity, a triune being, which is the personal living God of the universe. But when we talk about the Bible being true, we're not just talking about the Bible being true uh, spiritually. We're talking about the Bible being true historically, economically, scientifically, sociologically, and in every area of life the Bible's true. Because the Bible is the inspired and inerrant Word of God. Now, by inspired and inerrant Word of God, that means that the Holy Spirit moved upon men and caused them to write the Scriptures, which is a supernatural act. Yes, there's some problems with uh, various translations, and there's... Uh, uh, some confusion, especially when you don't translate words correctly. For example, in Genesis 6, when it talks about the Banai Elohim, um, all the Hebrew scholars translated that as fallen angels. For thousands of years, that was the interpretation of the Banai Elohim. And of course, you know that uh, uh, the Banai Elohim which was translated as the sons of God, which comes from uh, Benai Elohim, which comes from uh, fallen angels, um, mated with human women, and they produced a hybrid offspring called the Nephilim. Now, there are people who try to say, well, um, to promote what's called the Sethite view, and that they're, they believe that theologically it's referring to the sheep and goats. The goats, of course, being people that are not part of God's elect. But that's not what the Hebrew scholars, that's not how they translated the text. If the text is uh, uh, translated accurately, it's Benai Elohim, which means fallen angels. So the idea is that fallen angels mated with human women. Now, you may say, well, why are you going off on this uh, detour? Well, it's not a detour, because it's one of the central themes of my book, a prophecy of the future of America because there's a secret occult plan for America that began with Sir Francis Bacon in the mid-1600s. Again, this is not a, a diversionary conspiracy theory. If you're educated, and I document what I have to say in my book, so th this is not being pulled out of a rabbit's hat. Um, if you're educated, See, people who, who criticize, when, when you make a presentation like I make and others make and people challenge it, that's all well and fine if you challenge it. I mean, really, go for it. You're, you're welcome. I don't mean this arrogantly again. If you want to challenge what I'm saying, go for it. 
take your best shot. But the problem is that people don't do their homework. And so, so it's usually a knee-jerk reaction of, of emotionalism without any scientific, theological, or historical basis. So when, when I talk about Sir Francis Bacon having a, a secret occult plan for America, that's a matter of historical record. And Sir Francis Bacon was the head of the Rosicrucian, uh, Rosicrucian society or movement, a secret occult society that has its lineage that goes back to the Tower of Babel, uh, or Babylon, which means, by the way, the gate of God. Now, why would Babylon be called the gate of God? Because Nimrod was leading astrological worship of the host of heaven, which was the stars, but they were also worshiping the fallen angels. And in the worship ceremony, they opened a portal in another dimension, fourth dimension, scalar technology. Tesla talked about this. Apostle Paul talks about this. Um, fourth dimension beings, interdimensional beings, entered the earth through, through these uh, worship ceremonies. Now, this goes back, of course, to um, Atlantis. And Atlantis was, uh, I believe, existed. It was a pre-flood civilization that had very advanced technology and knowledge. It was also organized uh, or ruled by a scientific elite, if you will, of god kings. Who were these god kings? Well, I believe that the god kings who ruled Atlantis, and let's just put a, a comma on that for a moment, on the back of your dollar, the U.S. dollar, and again, I go into this in, in a, my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, is like 412 pages, so there's extensive documentation. On the back of uh, the U.S. dollar, you see the Illuminati pyramid with the words New World Order on the base, the base of the pyramid, coming from the Latin words Nuvos Order Seclorum, or New Order of the Ages. And then there's the all-seeing eye of Lucifer, or the eye of Horus, when you go up towards the top of the pyramid. Now, that's an Illuminati symbol uh, that's agreed upon. Then on the right-hand side of the dollar is a phoenix, not an eagle. And that comes from ancient Phoenicia, which was in the region of Samaria. And it was in Phoenicia, at a place called Mount Hermon, that the fallen angels descended upon the earth and mated with human women in the area of Phoenicia. So when we see the phoenix on the back of the U.S. dollar, along with the Illuminati pyramid, we have two occult clues. An Illuminati pyramid and the, the symbol of a phoenix coming from Phoenicia where there was this, the mating of fallen angels with human women. Now let's go back to Sir Francis Bacon's plan Sir Francis Bacon wrote in his writings that it was his plan for America to be the center of the New World Order, and that's what we read on the back of the U.S. dollar, but also that Sir Francis Bacon planned for America to be the New Atlantis. Now, the elite in our society today, at the very highest levels, they are avid readers of... Uh, Plato and his New Republic. And the philosopher Plato, uh, in his uh, book, The New Republic, he, 
he uh, outlined a plan for an advanced civilization that would be ruled by ten god kings or ten philosopher kings. Plato openly said that he got his idea from Atlantis. Plato believed that Atlantis existed and Plato claimed to have some kind of knowledge about the way Atlantis was organized. So Plato who has tremendous influence over the elite in our world today. This whole concept of the scientific elite ruling society from a top-down pyramid-like structure comes from Atlantis, and the elite in our society today are avid readers of uh, Plato and the scientific elite, or ten god kings, if you will, that rule society. Now, Plato got that from Atlantis. So when Francis Bacon was calling for America to be the new Atlantis, that tells us a number of things. It tells us that there's a secret occult plan for America that's unfolding before our very eyes. And in the embedded in that secret occult plan, uh, outlined by Sir Francis Bacon in the mid-1600s, are these ideas. Number one, there is the specific reference to interspecies breeding between fallen angels or interdimensional beings with human women. That, that is represented by the phoenix. <clears throat> That's what was going on in Atlantis and why their technology was so sophisticated. And then there's the idea of a top-down society of God Kings. And who were these God Kings? These God Kings were either the fallen angels themselves ruling the society, or Nephilim, which would have been the giants of old. Uh, so the Nephilim could have been ruling society. So let's say 10, hypothetically 10 Nephilim with supernatural powers, or 10 fallen angels ruling society with advanced technology, because when these uh, fallen angels came down on Mount Hermon, they imparted tremendous technology to um, um, humanity. Now, Sir Francis Bacon was, uh, was, was aware of this, so we see interspecies breeding with godmen, which would have been interdimensional beings, as a huge part of the unfolding of America's secret occult destiny. And it's not an accident that the science of transhumanism, where they are breeding um, animal and human DNA and, and re-engineering DNA to create a master race or a god race through the science of eugenics. Hitler was involved in this. He was creating a race of supermen. Um, and he got his ideas from um, Rockefeller, uh, who financed eugenics experiments in the 1920s uh, in Cold Harbor, New York. Now, um, Sir Francis Bacon outlined this plan that involves God Kings, top-down society, and many other occult ideas that, that he said America needs to become the new Atlantis and the head of the new world order. So when we see the architecture in Washington, D.C., we see the phallic symbol monument, the Washington Monument. We see the dome, uh, the, the Capitol building, and many other occult Freemasonry, Illuminati, Rosicrucian symbols that go all the way back to ancient Babylon because the phallic symbol 
uh, goes back to ancient Babylon in the account of um, Nimrod and Semiramis. And Semiramis was Nimrod's wife, and she allegedly supernaturally impregnated herself with a phallic device. Um, and I go into that in my book in detail. And that's the, the, the basis for the mystery religions of ancient Babylon, which are prominently featured in Revelation 17 and 18, Babylon the Great, the, the return of Babylon the Great, uh, the harlot. So there's a lot happening in America and the world. Uh, that's, so when we talk about the financial system and the Federal Reserve and the Illuminati, see, this is all, this is all the, the history of it. But in order to know that, you need to be educated and do research and do homework. And that's why I wrote uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, because I, I, in 412 pages, and in the fast, fastest moving way possible, and, and in an interesting way that captivates people, I tell this, this story and document it, which brings us up to where we are. You see this new world order and the um, prophecies and the, the beliefs of Sir Francis Bacon are very much alive because the Rosicrucians, by the way, were the occult society that birthed the Illuminati. And the Rosicrucians were, and the Illuminati also helped birth uh, in Nazi Germany, uh, which is important to understand what Nazi Germany is all about, um, <clears throat> the Third Reich was an occult party. Hitler was put into power by the Thule Society, the Vril Society, and they had a strong belief system in a master race that had come from the stars uh, Nordic god legends, if you will, uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed master race, and um, they believed that there was a great flood that was going to kill everybody. So these beings from the stars settled under uh, the North Pole area in a land called Hyperborea, and they built a great civilization under the earth, even uh, the book Frankenstein, and there's a movie coming out on Frankenstein. If you look closely in the movie Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein is being carried from the uh, northern Arctic regions, and Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, was alluding to Hyperborea. So Hyperborea was where this super civilization fled for refuge, and um, there was a great sun under the earth, which is the Vril symbol, the midnight sun, if you will. Now, the Nazi scientists were, were decades ahead of U.S. scientists and British scientists, and they were ahead because they not only were experts in technology and science, but they accessed information supernaturally through what was called the Vril Ya Maidens. Vril, again, being the midnight sun under the Arctic and Hyperborea and the legendary island of Thule, which some people believe was uh, Atlantis or part of Atlantis. And they were uh, inter these, these star beings were interbreeding with human women. So the, the account parallels the Atlantean account. And um, 
the Vril Yah maidens were a, a clairvoyance, uh, and they helped the Nazi scientists access supernaturally uh, diagrams, engineering diagrams on how to build UFO technology. Now you could dismiss this as as nonsense, except it's it happens to be the reason why the Nazis were way ahead of the U.S. and Britain in the space race and in mind control technology and genetic research. And as you try to understand the destiny of America today, and again I go into exhaustive detail, exhaustive detail about this in my book, um, and you can get free articles on my websites, paulmcguire.com and paulmcguire.org, tons of free articles. In fact, I have a free article at paulmcguire.org. They live, inter interdimensional beings, uh, at the Mountains of Madness, part one and part two. Um, that deals with this. And um, that was the reason the Nazis had their technology. Now, the key issue here is that after World War II, our government and the CIA brought in 10,000 Nazi rocket scientists and mind control scientists and Nazi uh, technology experts in what was called Operation Paperclip and they became heads of think tanks and laboratories and they uh, moved out, well actually the, the, the famous Nazi scientist Werner von Braun founded NASA. So the occult secret societies again embedded in the, in the, in, in the United States. So where does all this go? Well, I deal with this in the book, but there's something that you ought to know, and, and that's this, and we can pick it up later. And that is, despite the, the outward uh, pretense of secular humanism or existentialism being the philosophy of the elite in our society, the reality is that at the very top of the elite, they are Luciferians. And they worship Lucifer, and they worship supernaturally. And they access information and intelligence supernaturally. You know, the diagrams and, and the theories of, uh, the mathematical theories that go back to Babel and are evidenced in the uh, architecture of the uh, pyramids and the Incan um, uh, ruins, uh, the Incan temples, and the uh, Mayan temples, and the, uh, the temples under the Bahamas, the pyramid structure temples, are, are mathematical marvels. And some of these are placed in the 33 degree parallel. And we go on and on and on, because Washington, D.C. is, is uh, connected in this uh, axis. So, so here's the thing. Um, Transhumanism is exploding in our society, and we have the words of Jesus Christ, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, Jesus Christ said that. And what was Jesus Christ talking about? Well, he was talking about the wickedness that happened in Noah's time. But what really triggered the flood? Was it wickedness? Yes, it was wickedness. But, it, but, but I believe the primary reason that God flooded the earth and we have the, the, the Russell Crowe movie uh, with Noah. I don't think it gets into this, but it's interesting that they're doing a movie on Noah. Um, what was the primary reason of the flood? It wasn't just some funky guy in a beard going into an ark. God just didn't randomly judge the earth. It was a de deliberately a, de a DNA 
judgment because the earth the earth's genetic code of mankind and the animal kingdom and there's a whole there's a whole explanation we could get into about animal dna being correct uh, corrupted but human dna was corrupted by the by the fallen angels breeding with human women. That's what it was about. And it is spread throughout all the earth. That's why there's the, these accounts um, of giants that go way back in the Bible. And when uh, Joshua and Caleb are going to go into Canaan and uh, kill the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Jebu Jebusites and so on and so forth, uh, they were uh, civilizations founded by the giants of old. Who were the giants of the old? They were the Nephilim. And... Um, what happened was God flooded the earth to destroy the corruption of the seed of the human race through interspecies breeding with fallen angels. Now, that's why he brought the animals into the ark two by two, male and female. It was clearly a genetic salvation, if you will, in a temporal sense. He brought the animals two by two into the ark so they could reproduce he brought Noah and his family into the ark so they could reproduce. Clearly, the story of Noah and his family is a DNA digital holographic story. And if you don't understand that, and I, I go into go into this in, into detail in my book, uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, you, you just don't uh, will not understand the account of Noah. So once we understand that. When Jesus Christ said the world words as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the, uh, the days of the coming of the Son of Man, he was making reference to the fallen angels mating with human women. Now, in America today, as in China and Russia and, and Europe, they are in laboratories doing interspecies breeding with animal DNA and human DNA for the purpose of creating super soldiers and... Uh, uh, an advanced human race, a race of God-men, if you will, or supermen, genetically enhanced men and women. Uh, the science of eugenics, again, at work, which was at work in Nazi Germany. And, by the way, there's a, there's a hidden secret about Nazi Germany and uh, the horrific stuff that the occult Third Reich was doing. The, the horror of the Holocaust and the horror of the killing of Gentiles as well as Jews and Christians and others who were killed. There are some scholars of, of a very high order um, who have quoted Winston Churchill as saying something to the effect that Churchill conceal, concealed at the Nuremberg trials uh, the, the whole real story about uh, the Nazis and their occult manifesto. Churchill concealed it because Churchill, uh, according to these scholars, thought that people would think, dismiss the whole thing. But here's, here's what was really going on. You see, Churchill was influenced by Aleister Crowley, the great Satanist. And Crowley, of course, is his face and it was on the Beatles albums, Heart and Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, and, and uh, uh, Jay-Z, the big music pr promoter behind, behind uh, Beyonce and uh, Rihanna and others, uh, is, a, is a follower of Aleister Crowley, uh, as was uh, Roman Polanski and Beyonce. I believe it's Beyonce. sings a song called Roman Zelansky that was it's based on Roman Polanski. And, and 
he directed a movie, Rosemary's Baby, where there was, it centered around uh, a couple in the Dakota building where John Lennon got shot that was impregnated uh, through a satanic ritual to create a, a demon seed baby, kind of like uh, fallen angels breeding with human women. And that also occurred in a ritual called Babylon, working in Pasadena with a, uh, a rocket engineer named uh, Jack Parsons, um, who did a Babylon working ceremony to create the mixture of a demon seed with the human seed. So we have transhumanism, um, and some people think that they have found uh, the DNA of Nephilim and that they're interspecies breeding with that. Well, whether they found the, the DNA of Nephilim, clearly Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Um, whether they found the DNA of Nephilim or the fallen angels have returned, I believe that in our world today there exists a, a significantly large numbers of Nephilim beings that may look very, very human. Now you say that's that sounds completely outrageous. Believe me, I know how outrageous it sounds. It sounds uh, wacko, but here's the problem: scientifically, it's feasible. And number two is, if you take the Bible literally, Jesus Christ said, "As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man." And when you get into these teachings of the occult societies, you see this is what they were really after. So Churchill believed that the Nazis, and there are reports of this, that the Nazis wanted to create such a bloodbath, and I quote the exact words of Hitler, that they want, they believe that through these satanic sacrifices, and that's what the Holocaust was, uh, ultimately it was a mass satanic sacrifice, Hitler believed that the satanic Luciferian energies would, would escalate through these sacrifices and rituals to such a point where it would trigger a genetic alteration in their eugenics breeding program and a master race would be produced with, with a supernatural uh, force changing their DNA and that there would be a rise of the godmen again, a rise of a master race and supermen. And that was the real agenda behind what a lot of what the Nazis were doing. And Churchill was well aware of this and concealed it. Uh, concealed the entire uh, satanic uh, occult society uh, uh, central themes at the Nuremberg trial. And, and the, Aleister Crowley, the great Satanist, actually advised Churchill because Churchill was concerned that the salute with the hand, the Sig Heil salute to Adolf Hitler, that was an occult hand sign. And Churchill was concerned that Hitler's occult hand sign, Sig Heil, would release satanic energy and curse Britain, and they could be defeated on a supernatural plane. And so Aleister Crowley, the great Satanist, um, told Churchill, the head of England, he said, use the V sign for victory as a counter supernatural occult sign to counteract the curse and supernatural power released by Hitler's uh, Sig Heil hand sign. So you see, the elite in our societies are very aware of a supernatural dimension. Now I go into this in, in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, but here's the problem.
just as in Nazi Germany, um, when uh, Hitler was taking over, uh, the, the Christians no longer believed the Bible because of the German schools of higher criticism. And uh, Hitler had them teach and preach what was called positive Christianity. Doesn't that sound familiar? Positive Christianity, where essentially humanistic psychological motivational theories replaced the teaching and the preaching and exposition of the inspired and inerrant word of God. So the church in Nazi Germany was no longer in, in a supernatural relationship with the living God. They were no longer renewing their minds with the Word of God. They did not believe that the Word of God was the inspired and errant Word of God. They did not um, believe in miracles. They didn't believe in a literal resurrection. They didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And so they had no ability to discern the demonic powers that entered their nation and manifested themselves in the spirit of an antichrist, small a, in Adolf Hitler. The church, the evangelical church in Nazi Germany was powerless to deal with the heavy-duty supernatural forces that the Third Reich was into. Um, because the church uh, rejected the supernatural account of the scriptures, whereas the followers of Lucifer accepted the supernatural powers that the Bible talks about, of course, from the Luciferian side. So we see a repeat of this, an historical redo, if you will, uh, in America and in uh, Western societies like uh, Europe and Great Britain, where we see that the Luciferians and the secret occult societies putting their Illuminati symbols in music videos and Keisha, a Satanist, who, you know, they're, they're right in your face, uh, indoctrinating youth with Satanism and, and Illuminati uh, messages and sexual orgies and, and uh, satanic worship ceremonies. They're not hiding it, they're out in the open. Whereas the church in America and Europe has been seduced into believing that there is no supernatural or there's no, uh, that the Bible is not the inspired and inerrant word of God. The churches don't preach the Bible as the inspired and inerrant word of God. They're embarrassed by the book of Revelation. They're embarrassed by things like the second coming or the account of Armageddon or the demonic creatures released from the abyss during Armageddon. They're embarrassed, they're uncomfortable by that. And they're horrified that somebody would suggest that fallen angels are mating with human women. They're absolutely horrified because they have been indoctrinated into believing that our reality is only in three dimensions, where in fact quantum physics and string theory says our reality is in 11 dimensions. So the very power that is needed at this moment to positively impact our world is what the Bible calls, calls power from on high. It's the dunamis, dynamite, the power of the Holy Spirit. The church is to be clothed with power from on high. This is not Pentecostal doctrine versus fundamentalist doctrine. The two, the two agree uh, if, you, if you stay on what the Word of God is saying. So the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit, 
And this is what enabled Christ to perform miracles. It's what enables people to live the victorious Christian life in adversity. It allows the church to walk in the miraculous. I'm not talking about sensationalism or nuttiness in the miraculous. And that's what we need now. And we can have that with a mustard seed of faith. You can access from the fourth dimension the supernatural power of God. Be clothed with power from on high. Jesus Christ said... Out of your inmost being will flow rivers of living water. That's the power of God. And that power of God is never to be divorced from rigorous uh, intellectual discipline and the understanding of science and technology and art and culture and civilization and mathematics and so on and so forth. Anti-intellectualism is nothing to do with a, a true Christian. So... We are living in the time where the signs of the times are coming true, and uh, we are seeing crisis uh, occur. And the way to deal with crisis is not through fear, and it's not through hysteria. It's by calling on the power of God and renewing your mind with the Word of God. In that process, when that process occurs, the dunamis is released, And then we have the possibility of a great awakening or an end times revival that would powerfully impact the direction of our nation. And this impacting of our nation, it doesn't conflict with God's end time prophetic program revealed in the inspired and inerrant word of God. We're not talking about undoing what God's word has decreed. You You can't undo God's prophetic program. You can't do that. But you can, uh, if God allows it, and you pray, and you ask God, and if God doesn't allow it, he just says no, but you ask. Jesus Christ said, you have not because you ask not. So you call down the power of God on America. See, the problem that, the reason there's so much spiritual oppression and darkness in America is the church has forgotten how to call down the power of God on our nation. And only the church can do that. And it is no longer um, teaching and preaching the inspired and inerrant word of God. True repentance involves the proper relationship with the power of God and the proper relationship with the word of God. I'm Paul McGuire. This is all in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, which I believe uh, will revolutionize your life in, in a powerful sense.